Father God, you are always present with us wherever we are. We ask this morning that you would help us to be aware. Be aware of you standing here in our midst. Help us to be aware of you watching over us. Help us to be aware of the fact that you know our needs even before we can say what they are. Help us to be aware that you are ready to respond out of your great love and mercy. Lord, open the eyes of our hearts to see you. And in seeing you to see each other and the world around us in a different, more real way. Lord God, give us your perspective of hope. Even in situations where we are tempted to be hopeless. Come, Lord Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill this place where we gather. Come and work your wonders in our hearts and in our world. And as your Son taught us, so we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever. Amen. (coughs) We're going to have our reading now. Ellie. The reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 23 through to chapter 11, verse 1. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it, both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I am referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of something I thank God for? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Follow my example, as I follow the example of Christ. Amen. 
And then they would eat it at temple gatherings. They'd sell it in the markets. And they'd take it home to feed their family and their guests. The question being asked in Corinth was, should a Christian eat meat that had been offered to other gods? And the church folks there in Corinth couldn't agree on an answer. The answers given on either side of the debate were pretty straightforward. On the one hand, a Christian coming from a Jewish background would give the categorical answer, no way, no way can I eat meat offered to another God. God's law in the Old Testament forbids it. And for these folks, eating meat that had been offered to idols would have been akin to worshiping another god. But on the other hand, many people in the growing Christian community in places like Corinth were not Jewish. They came from pagan backgrounds. They had always eaten meat from the market. And their friends and their families prepared and ate food in this way. It was tradition. It was not a big deal. And theologically, they would say, doesn't everything in this world come from God, the God of the Bible, in the first place? Doesn't the Old Testament itself say that, that everything comes from God? And in the New Testament community, doesn't God chastise Peter in Acts when Peter refuses to eat what God gives him by saying, you mustn't call unclean what God calls clean. And that includes all God's gifts to us. And they'd say, isn't the real issue, as Jesus says in the Gospels, not what, comes, not what goes into the mouth, but what comes out of your heart that matters. So these folks would say, go ahead and, and eat that meat. Eat whatever. It is all good. It seems pretty straightforward. Either of these answers must be right. A decision had to be made. You can't have it both ways. You either eat that meat or you don't eat it. And there's good reason on either side. The question of food offered to other gods was a thorny problem. And you can understand why the people in Corinth were so tied up in knots about it. Paul, however, doesn't come down on either side of this argument. That's quite surprising. He's the leader. He should be telling them what to do. And you might think that Paul, coming from a strict Jewish background that he came from, would say definitely eating pagan meat is idolatrous and, and shouldn't be done. But then again, knowing Paul and knowing how keen he is on including all people, including non-Jews and the blessings that God has brought to us in Christ... You might think that Paul would say, it doesn't matter what you eat. What matters is that you trust in Jesus. And again, surprisingly, Paul doesn't come down on either side of this argument. 
Paul cites all the reasons that folks on both sides of the argument cite. But Paul has a different perspective. And it's Paul's different perspective that I believe will help us as as we negotiate thorny questions of not just what we should eat, but also questions about how we are to behave in this world that is at one in the same God's world, but also a world full of disparate belief systems and ways of living that are often opposed to what we as Christians understand to be the truth and the correct way to live. So how do we navigate our way through ethical questions like this one of eating meat offered to idols and questions of what we are to eat and not eat? With climate change, food is certainly something on the ethical agenda. Food, how it is produced and consumed, according to the experts, makes a big difference to the planet. And as Christians, we should be concerned. And we should do everything we can to make sure that our eating habits are in line with what will keep our planet and everyone who lives in it as healthy as possible. But there seems to be as many opinions about what we should or shouldn't eat in light of climate change as there are people in the world. So how do we navigate such a tricky subject, such a controversial subject? In ancient times, one of the best ways to navigate was by way of the stars. So to help us navigate these stormy waters, I'd like us to use an image of the night sky. Can we have that picture up there? There you go. In this imaginary night sky, there are two constellations. There are two clusters of stars. For me, these represent the two basic tenets of what has come to be known as the Jesus Creed. The Jesus Creed comes from that passage that we talked to the kids about, that, where Jesus sums up the law and the prophets as a response to his encounter with the authorities. What is the greatest commandment, they asked, and Jesus responds. Can we go back to that slide? Oh. Jesus responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. These two tenets, according to Jesus, are what all the law and the prophets are based on. these two constellations in Jesus' ethical night sky. Love God and love your neighbor, not forgetting, of course, to love yourself. The follower of Jesus, these two constellations 
are the core part of Paul's recommendations on how the folks in, in Corinth were to deal with their questions about eating and drinking. The way Paul talks about it, however, is in terms of giving thanks to God and seeking the good of others. I like to think of these constellations of principles. Uh, I like to think of these as constellations of principles rather than prescriptions for behavior. Following the way that Jesus approaches the ethics of the kingdom that we saw when we studied the Sermon on the Mount, Paul encourages his friends in Corinth to make up their own minds. He encourages them to follow principles rather than doggedly following rules. Like Jesus, as he recommends we do in the Sermon on the Mount, Paul recommends that we dig deep into the heart of things and not just look for an easy do this or don't do that. Paul's emphasis is that since his friends in Corinth have given their lives to Jesus, since they know his forgiveness already, and since they have his spirit within, within them, they are now ready to make right decisions. They're now free to use their heads and to use their hearts when approaching ethical questions. Because their heads and their hearts have been baptized into Christ. And he says to them that they should be making those decisions using these ethical principles. Given first to Paul and to us. Jesus' creed. Love God and love your neighbor. For me, the one word that comes to mind when thinking about the way both Jesus and Paul approach such questions is that word carefulness. You see it at the bottom of the screen there. I love it when people parting from one another say, take care. This, must, this might be just something that we say, but I, I think it sums up not only just the way we walk along the pavement, but how we are to approach all of life. Take care. And I believe we should take care, guided by these stars given to us in the gospel. Let's dig a little, little deeper into this picture. Constellations, as you know, have loads of stars. And when we think of our love for God and giving him thanks, we can pick out other stars in that same constellation. We can pick out stars like dependence. When we think of our love and thankfulness directed towards God, we can also recognize our dependence on him. We also think of our responsibility as as Creatures made in his image to reflect his character. And therefore, another star is to honor and to obey him in all that we do. Love God, giving thanks to God, depending on him, honoring him and obeying. 
So in terms of food, some of the things to think about are, how do we value the food we eat? Do we see food just as as fodder, just something that gives us energy? Are we concerned only about getting the lowest price for our food? Or are there other things to consider? Should we consider how our food is grown? If what I eat is a gift from God, for which I am to give thanks, I should therefore treat my food as precious, a precious gift. And a really good example of this is meat. Animals are precious. The Old Testament recognized the sanctity of animals. The sanctity of animal life as a gift from God. Now, the Old Testament didn't forbid eating animals. But in the Old Testament, you were to take care when animals were slaughtered. Do it in a humane way. Animals were slaughtered in the temple, in a sacred place. In symbolic recognition that the life was in the blood and that that life came from God. The blood was not to be eaten in the Old Testament. Now that isn't to say that you and I can't enjoy a nice black pudding But we should bear in mind the significance of these passages and what they're telling us about animal life and what they're telling us about all of life, that it is sacred and it is a precious gift from God not to be wasted and not to be deemed as insignificant. Indications are that in traditional societies like ancient Israel, meat was only consumed on special occasions. It was that precious. I wonder if that has any implications for us on how much meat that we consume or should consume. And in terms of giving thanks, rabbinic Jews have special benedictions before eating and prayers of thanksgiving for after eating different things. There are benedictions and prayers for eating bread and different ones for eating fruit and different ones for eating vegetables and grains and different ones for eating meat and dairy products. Again, there are no prescriptions for Christians here. No one's telling you what you can and you cannot eat or how to eat or that you should say special prayers before and after all the different things that you eat. But what is being asked of us all is that we take care as we love God with what we eat as in all areas of life. I wonder how we might apply this principle of loving God as we consider the impact that our eating has on our planet and on climate change. We might consider becoming a vegan or a vegetarian. That is an option. We might consider eating less meat. We might slow down in both our food preparation and in the time that we spend eating 
so as to value our food more and so as as Paul says to eat and drink to the glory of God we might also make more of an effort in giving thanks before meals and likewise when we think of the second constellation here are some things that we might consider how can I love my neighbor in regards to what I eat and drink and how I eat and drink well certainly in this constellation is another star and that is the star of hospitality hospitality is a major star in this constellation eating with others is something that Jesus did often as Michelle Guinness told us it's what Paul advocates as a way of building bridges with people who are different from yourself hospitality is a major factor in the life of the early church I wonder if it should be in our church life as well seeking the good of others will lead us to think about how our food is produced and by whom just as we were talking with the kids is our shrimp coming from Southeast Asia where it's known that the fish used to feed those shrimp comes from vessels manned by human slaves loving our neighbor might also mean we buy fairly traded goods it might mean that we buy local buying local wishing to build up good relationships with those who produce and supply our food and I think that's one thing that we're really good at here in bigger and I'd like to see more of that happening and loving neighbor doesn't just mean loving human beings it's also about our non-human neighbors loving our planet might mean not consuming palm oil it comes from places where rainforests are being cleared another thing about constellations we move on Oop. another thing about constellations is that they often meld into one another constellations overlap in Jesus's mind loving God and loving neighbor went hand in hand you couldn't have one without the other so in our approach to food and climate change we should bear in mind that our responsibility to God overlaps our responsibility to our neighbors and vice versa now I hope this this picture of the constellations will help as you individually and as we together try to navigate how we might fulfill our calling to love God and love our neighbors in a world that is racked by this climate crisis folks please spend some time praying about what we have read this morning what we've talked about discuss it with one another and of course I would be delighted to hear from you what you're thinking and what you're hearing from God drop me a line or call me to arrange to have a chat sometimes this coming week and may God bless to us these reflections
on his holy word together. We bring our concerns before God. Lord, we are often at a loss. Our world is such a mess in so many ways. And this whole issue of climate change is just one of many problems that we in our ignorance and in our selfishness have got ourselves into. But here we are in this mess. We don't know which way to turn. We don't know what to do. But thank you that when we are in a mess, lost and confused, you don't just point the way, you don't just instruct us, but you come to us. And thank you that you, Jesus, come to us as the way, the truth, and the life. Help us right now in the light of your saving presence with us to put aside our anxieties and simply trust. Help us, Lord, to relax into your love. being found here in this place of utter acceptance, in this place of total love. Move us, Lord. Move us towards a world that needs your presence, your wisdom, your guidance as much as we do. And this morning we lift before you a world in pain. We remember the family and others grieving the loss of Sabina Nessa. And we remember all victims of violence. And we ask that justice will be done 